The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week for episode 150. Joining us this week on the show, so excited to talk to a dear friend of our podcast, Angela Soph. Great indie artist. You should check out her latest album, Second Wind. It's available at Angela Soph. That's A-N-G-E-L-A-S-O-F-F-E dot com. I really enjoy talking to Angela. We had, last had her on the show back in March. We had this really powerful discussion about coming back to music after taking a hiatus, as she did, and we talked to her about overcoming personal obstacles in moving your career forward. This is something that all of you as musicians can understand. You've all had your own demons to battle, and so... It was just a great discussion. She was so inspirational. She was so informative. And so I have just been waiting for another opportunity to talk to her. So I'm excited to have another discussion with her right now. She's going to talk to us this week about avoiding destructive tendencies in your music career, avoiding self-sabotage, avoiding the kind of pits of despair and pity parties that can just really derail what you're trying to do, both professionally and personally. And we're also going to have a discussion with her about the healing power of music. She's an expert on these things, and it's going to be a really, really useful discussion for you guys. So don't go anywhere. Angela Sof coming up next on the Break the Business podcast. She is a Washington State-based singer-songwriter who speaks frequently on the topics of self-care and the healing power of music. Her latest single, 40 Days and 40 Nights, and her latest album, Second Wind, is available now at www.angelasof.com. That's S-O-F-F-E.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to welcome back Angela Sof to the Break the Business podcast. Angela, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy and excited to be here, too. I I love doing the follow-ups with guests, and I'm particularly intrigued about your follow-up, because we had you on the podcast last time. It's back in March, so it's been about six months, and you had talked about how your latest album, Second Wind, was your first solo release since 2010, and it's been about a half year since we last talked to you about coming off of that hiatus so can we get a status report from you? How are things going now? <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's been a whirlwind, um, you know, diving into something again, a new world and um, all that energy and hype up of an album is just really exhilarating. And then it just, it kind of continues. So I've had to take some breaks in there to just breathe, but it's been so great and so rewarding and, and really just um, like, learning so much about myself, about music in general. And, um, it's been, it's just been awesome. I've loved it. That's great. And I would imagine in your situation, especially when you're coming back into music and you still have family responsibilities and a lot of the other things that you had before, they'd have gone away. You've just figured out how to balance them all together. 
And so I think that sort of made you a bit of an expert in the world of musician self-care, which is something that you discuss a lot. And I know you have a really strong passion for it. And it's something we are big on on this podcast. So I'm excited to kind of get into this topic with you. You had told me earlier that artists have a big problem with self-sabotage, that they're the sort of people who are prone to comparing themselves to others, uh, particularly other musicians, and they engage in other forms of self-destruction all the time. You talked about people who listen to old music of themselves and be like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> um, is, <laughs> is this something that you struggle with in your own career? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think, you know, we speak about the things that are like most difficult for us, you know, whatever it may be. The cancer survivor talks about cancer and, you know, the, the self-sabotaging musician talks about self-sabotage because <laughs> I think that, um, you know, whatever we've learned to master what we're working on, is just so near and dear to us. So, yeah, to give you a little bit of a background, you know, I, um, I was coming off of uh, into a new sort of um, life framework, new paradigm having left my old um faith and tradition behind and so i had to kind of recreate myself and when i would look back at some of my earlier work i was really disappointed you know there's there's earlier stuff that i did that i think all of us have to look back on and we're like oh my gosh that was so bad <laughs> i never <laughs> want anyone to hear this and and we're so critical of our former self but what we forget to realize is that you know, you can't look back and compare yourself to your former self or that that's all you need to do is just say, wow, look how far I've come instead of looking around you and seeing everyone else who maybe is a little further ahead of you or they have, you know, some gift in some area that you don't and really realizing that it's not any sort of race against anyone else and you don't need to self self-defeat by those thoughts of, um, maybe I'm not as good as I really think I am, or maybe I have to measure up to some invisible standard. Um, and removing those barriers and those walls is just really freeing. And I think what happens when particularly musicians are able to do that is, is that when you're, that's when your creative walls come down and you're able to actually create music that is true to you and most meaningful and that speaks the most to your audience. So it's really important to get rid of those barriers that we put up for ourselves. So what particular techniques have you done that have been most useful for you in turning that switch off, that switch that keeps you from comparing yourselves and your journey to other musicians' journeys and just allows you to hit that creative space that you were talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah. Okay. So... I think this is really important because a lot of times we hear about problems in the world or we hear like, oh, you know, self-sabotage and, um, you know, limiting beliefs and fear, but we don't get a lot of uh, information about how to actually implement the change. We know we have a problem with it and we just sit on it and we don't, we don't really take any action. So um, for me, I realized that anything that we want to improve on is like a muscle. So when I was going through my, my, all of my, you know, my faith changes, I decided I was going to try to exercise for the first time in my life. So I started going to this workout class and it really taught me a lot about what it means to work out, what it means to go every day and practice it. And it's a lot like practicing music. And the same thing is true for, um, these limiting beliefs. It's just 
a mindset muscle that you have to train. So the moment that I catch myself doing that, you know, um, comparing to someone else or feeling like I'm not good enough, I just stop right in the middle and I, I stop myself and I redirect my thoughts and I redirect and I redirect and I exercise that redirection muscle over and over and over again until finally I don't have so many of those thoughts as I used to. I mean, it used to be a constant flood all day long, really paralyzing. I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't even pick up my guitar because I was like, what's the point? You know, so many people are better than me. And that doesn't serve the world at all. Like really what serves the world is you showing up as your very best self and you contributing what you have to bring to the table. So if you can stop yourself in those moments and just take a breath and realize that you're, you're not helping the world at all by limiting yourself and think new thoughts, replace them with something else. And that muscle be, will become stronger and you will become more capable and you'll start to take action and when you do that, then you build your confidence and then your beliefs actually start coming true versus just sitting in a, in a pit of self-loathing. Well, so it's, it's a pretty stark contrast when you start practicing it. And it's, and it's so insightful the way you put that because it really is a pit of self-loathing in the sense that it's something you can fall into when you're, when you're a musician and you're checking your social media and you're seeing these mm -hmm. other contemporaries of yours that are maybe doing things that you're not doing it's like falling into a pit where it's 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 weird because it's it almost makes you feel good in a bad way to let yourself sulk into that space and to get into that dark place. Like we know it's bad for us to do, but for some reason we can't resist it. And so what you're saying, which makes a lot of sense, is you have to identify when that happens and be purposeful about making sure you don't let yourself get into that dark you know, space. Don't let yourself fall into that pit, even though it feels I don't even know how to explain it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? When I'm saying like, it feels yeah. oddly good. Like there's like, it, it, it fires off some weird receptors in your brain to want to get into that dark sp space and just start really hating on yourself and, and, and hating on these other musicians and just getting real self-sabotage. And so you're saying, don't, you know, identify when that happens and start exercising the muscle to not let that happen. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, I think we love in some ways, there's some sadistic part of us that just, loves to be miserable. Yeah. And so we just, we just want to sit in that misery. And you know, there are days that you're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to have a bottle of wine and cry all night and I'm going to let myself do that. And that's fine. So have those times and those days and those nights. That's fine. I'm not saying you can't feel sad or down, but on a daily basis, practicing not allowing those neural pathways to repeat themselves over and over again. Because from the time we're children, I'm fascinated by human psychology and development and behavior. Oh, and we're on the couch now, man. This is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and my husband's like, you should have been a therapist. Why are you a musician? Anyway, I think that we carry these beliefs from the time we're very small. And we, we, they morph and they change and they just show up in different areas of our lives as we go through life. And so if you have this insecurity from the time you're small, you're going to see it show up in different areas of your life. And so there, you don't have to live that way, though. Like, that's what I've realized is you don't have to just accept I have this limiting belief. It's over. You can change it. Our minds are so plastic. We can you can change whatever you want about yourself. And we really live the lives that we think we deserve to live. So wherever you're at, it's because you've allowed yourself to to be in that space. 
So take some action and try to think new thoughts, take new actions, do the scary thing, because on the other side of your fear, you realize that that monster never even was there. Like, it's not really that bad. You know, you look at this, so your social media stats and, you know, you didn't get as many likes or comments or whatever. And just know that there are millions of other people thinking the exact same thing. And it's not about, it's not about winning in the end. It's about showing up every single day and being courageous and, and moving forward. And eventually, I believe eventually those who are very persistent and keep that positive mindset will get where they want to be. Oh, no question about it. And so we've, we've talked now about the darkness that can come from, you know, trying to make things happen in music and, you know, how to avoid those things. But I do want to talk to you about the healing power that music has as well, because that's something you're also very passionate about. You're working on this new project now called Be Moved that really taps into this healing power of music. Can you tell the listeners a bit about that? Yeah. So, um, Oh, I don't even know where to start. I, um, so I'm an Americana musician and do mostly, you know, folk, folk rock. Um, but I am working with a producer, um, in Seattle. I'm in the Seattle area and, um, he is a, like an electronic musician. And we had this fun idea of creating some sort of mood slash dance EDM music that would be um, sort of a healing catalyst for people. You know, the sort of music that you want to just chill to or maybe do yoga to or or possibly dance to, um, but that has like that really nice kind of groove. And and he is a recovery. This producer uh, musician is also recovering from, he has a, a lifelong illness. And, um, and we both came from the same faith background. And so there's just been a, a large community that we've been exposed to that really finds so much healing through um, through music. And I, it's amazing how powerful it is when you feel a connection to music. I think we've all experienced this, where you know you're just you're just sitting there and it just hits you. It's like it's like another language, and it just comes through your whole body, and you feel like, oh my gosh, like this is beyond me. I don't even think the artist knows like what, how much this means to me. And it really changes you and it makes you feel heard and understood. And it gives you a place to like sit in, whether it's grieving or, or being grateful or feeling hopeful. Music has this power that um, from the time, you know, I think we were primal, very instinctive creatures. Like we have sought out music as a healing element and it's, really beautiful thing. So that's what we're aiming at. And we just, we just, uh, produced our first song that should be coming out here in a little bit. Um, I don't have a date yet, but it's, we have a Patreon page to, you know, for people who want to donate and get involved and see what we're doing in the process. But it's a really beautiful project that I feel like stretches me musically because I'm not an EDM artist, but it's a genre that I find that there's so much room to be creative and very like moodish moody and i love that no nope. so that's what we're doing no question and we're gonna make sure that patreon link is in the show description listeners so you can all check out the great stuff that angela's doing and as a quick footnote everybody if you want to find out more about angela's faith journey and some of these topics that she's talking about 
I would very much invite you to check out episode 124 of this podcast when we last had her on. She went into that stuff in incredible detail. Her story is a really, really amazing one. And so you definitely want to give that a listen. Uh, I do want to, speaking of listening, I do want to make sure the listeners get a chance to check out some of your latest music. So we're going to play your latest single, 40 Days and 40 Nights, right now on the Break the Business podcast.
That was 40 Days and 40 Nights by Angela Soph here on the Break the Business podcast. Be sure to check out that single and her latest album, Second Wind, by visiting Angela Soph. That's S-O-F-F-E. Com. Angela, this has been awesome. We got we got into the into the thicket here on the psychological stuff. This was good stuff. Um, and so I'm excited to ask you this last question because I love to tap into your expertise here. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Yes, and this <clears throat> excuse me, this is the uh, this is sort of the the pillar I think on which. Um, my music has rested recently is I feel like um, we are musicians are both narcissists and, and I mentioned this to you, like we're both narcissists and we're insecure teenagers. You know, we're like these, these extroverted introverts because in order to be a musician, you also have to spend a lot of time alone creating. And then you also have to be self-promoting and out there. And those two parts of us sometimes are in conflict and, um, and it can be uncomfortable um, doing what we do. But I just want to remind everyone that when you push yourself beyond where you feel comfortable, just like anything else in life, that is where like this magic happens. And that's where you find your, your true energy and your true self is when you are brave and you say the things you need to say and you take the steps you need to take and you're courageous and you move forward and you share your, your goodness and your light with people around you, that gives permission for other people to do the same. And, and not having it all figured out is part of the game. It's part of what makes it fun. And so I would just encourage everyone to be brave and, and be okay with mistakes and be okay with your raw self because that's what people really want is to see who we really are and, and not hide behind, you know, Instagram perfection or whatever it may be, but just take some risks and be your very best self and people will see that and, and be drawn to you. So that's my last minute advice. It is so important to be reminded of that, especially when we have our heads down and we're in the grind like this. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Angela. All the best with everything you do. Please don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you on again real soon and, and keep us posted on all the great stuff you got going on. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ryan. <laughs>